Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, November 9th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Reaction continues to come in from throughout the region to word over the weekend that Joe Biden is the projected winner of the presidential election. Supporters hit the streets of downtown St. Louis on Saturday. I'm elated. I mean, like everybody, I have a Facebook page. I put up Ren and Stimpy's Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy dance on my Facebook page today. St. Louis area supporters of President Trump say the process still needs to play out. I do believe that it's more than likely that Joe Biden has won the presidency personally. But I think the president has every legal right to pursue investigations and recounts. We'll have more on the election in just a bit. And in a break from all the election and COVID news, St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis with a cool story. He reports on a St. Louis artist who was using blogs and poetry to help bring his vision to life. Supporters of President-elect Joe Biden are still celebrating a couple of days after the Associated Press and other media outlets called the election. But many, like the Reverend Michelle Higgins from St. John's Church in North St. Louis, say more work needs to be done, especially when it comes to racism. We haven't quite, as a full country, moved to the root of the problem, which is the white supremacist construction of the United States. Higgins is a co-founder of the activist group Action STL. Kayla Reed with Action St. Louis says President-elect Joe Biden now has a responsibility to turn that momentum into real change. This moment is an important um, demand on our elected leaders to move us into a stronger democracy, one that prioritizes the folks who are dealing with inequality in this country. Supporters of President Trump are pumping the brakes on the projections favoring Biden. Missouri Senator Roy Blunt says it's important to count every legal vote and not include every illegal vote. Seems unlikely that any changes could be big enough uh, to, uh, to make a difference, but this is a close election, and we need to acknowledge that. Blunt made those comments yesterday on ABC's This Week. The head of the college Republicans at Washington University, Matthias Mayish, says legal challenges should make their way through the courts, and once all of that is complete, he wants Americans to rally around the candidate who was sworn in on Inauguration Day. He will be under scrutiny, whoever it is, and that's good. Um, I do not want to see people lose faith in the system in a baseless way. It's still a good system, in my view. Mayish is not expecting any investigations or legal challenges to change the projected result. Even though President Trump is not conceding, President-elect Joe Biden is moving ahead with the transition. His first major move came today. He named a coronavirus task force. The pandemic continues to surge throughout the country, including the St. Louis region. The Post-Dispatch reports St. Louis County Executive Sam Page is expected to announce today that if there is no improvement this week in infection and hospitalization rates, the county will face another shutdown. The pandemic has made the typical path for people released from Missouri prisons to reenter society more difficult. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports on how nonprofits are helping. Lashana Casey was released from Chillicothe Correctional Center about a month ago. 
While still in prison, she enrolled to move into a new women's housing program from Criminal Justice Ministries, a St. Louis nonprofit. But then she tested positive for the coronavirus. Casey, a native of Salem, Missouri, was forced to isolate during most of her last four months in prison, cutting off her communication with the nonprofit. And that left her in the dark about her housing. But when she got out, an apartment was waiting for her. I would be back living in my mom's garage if I wasn't here. Or I'd be living with a friend, probably someone who's using, I would be right back into the toxic situation that I was in. Criminal Justice Ministries houses about 75 formerly incarcerated people in St. Louis. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Many people might listen to music and imagine the characters described in an album's songs. But musician J.T. Bridges is not leaving anything to the imagination. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, Bridges is collaborating with others to supplement his music with video, animation, and drawings. When J.T. Bridges starts writing songs, he's not just thinking about the music. He immediately considers the story behind the lyrics. So when Bridges was writing the music for his debut album, he thought about the kind of person the love interest on his album would be. He decided to craft a narrative about her persona as if he were writing a screenplay. He then cast an actor to voice the love interest and inserted his alter ego, Tay Altair, as her lover. In the pirate animated part live action video, the two talk about the things in life that give them joy. I don't know. I think y'all are both asking the wrong question. How do you mean? I mean, like, would you rather be happy or would you rather be understood? This is all a part of the Butterflies and Bees collection. The 22-year-old singer-songwriter released the music video on YouTube, along with an online blog of music and poetry featuring the characters. Through pop, R&B, and hip-hop, the music tackles relationships and mental health. Bridges says he wanted to make his stories go beyond a typical album. I always had this narrative and this, this story that I wanted to tell with these characters that I had in my head, but couldn't really bring to life. All of the songs were written from Tay's perspective. Bridges says while he draws on his own personality to tell Tay's story, the character is still a character. I definitely took a lot from the experiences that I had within my own life, definitely experiences that I've shared with other kindred spirits to myself, you know, um, hopeless romantics people that are in pursuit of that kind of thing. But in terms of the themes, I would say that it's it's definitely a lot about codependency. Which means you could just ride away. Baby, just give me the right away. Call me, I hit you back right away. In the short film and his tracks, Tay sings and raps about the desire to break free from the prison of love. The songwriter says the song is meant to say how unhealthy it is to be head over heels. It speaks highly of this person and it, and it I don't know, it idealizes her, but in a way it's also toxic because it's it's putting someone on a pedestal. It's rendering them as perfect, which no one ever is. Bridges' love for music began in his hometown of New Orleans. He remembers being influenced by the city's rich jazz culture and soul music. His brothers taught him how to play guitar and piano. I started writing music and singing on my own by the time I got, I want to say 13, 14. Um, Met some friends in high school that were interested in the same thing. And like the more we did it, you know, for fun, the more I saw it as more of a career option for myself. Bridges came to St. Louis to study sociology at Washington University. 
but along the way, he decided to focus on music. He met his manager and collaborator, Anthony Bartley, at WashU, and they worked together on the music video, which includes animation. Listeners can hear the music, read poems of the character, and look at illustrations on the blog. Bartley says he wants to bring people into Tay's world. I like the idea of being able to take somebody out of, like, what their thinking is, like, reality at the moment. Like, you can get absorbed into the art as well as you can, where the music is catharsis and escapism. I feel like the art in some ways is almost pure escapism. But he and Bridges frequently return to love and desire. Here's Bridges singing Summer Days, a song about one of Tay's old relationships in the summer. The songwriter says he wants people to know that sometimes you just have to let a relationship go. Heartbreak is a lot like, you know, dependence, you know, but, um, you are fine on your own, and when you realize that, that's when you self-actualize, and that's when your life actually starts, because that's when my life started. Bridges says the coronavirus pandemic definitely threw a wrench in his plans for this year, but once we're out of the pandemic, he's excited to hit the stage. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We can't wrap up today without mentioning Alex Trebek, the longtime host of Jeopardy! died yesterday after battling pancreatic cancer. Born in Canada, Trebek held several broadcast jobs before moving to the U.S., including host of a teen dance show and host of a high school quiz program. And radio newscaster with the CBC. Good morning. Here is the CBC National News, read by Alec Trebek. First, the main items. The Inter-American Peace Force, led by U.S. tanks, occupies the rebel zone in Santo Domingo. Prime Minister Wilson is due to arrive at Salisbury shortly for talks with Prime Minister Smith on the future of Rhodesia. Almost 1,000 candidates file nomination papers for the November the 8th election. Now the details. Our thanks to the CBC Archives for that audio of Alex Trebek from October 25, 1965. Trebek was 80. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.